Sick with RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV, is a highly contagious virus that can lead to breathing problems. This time, she's choosing to help protect herself with Pfizer's RSV vaccine, Abrisvo. Abrisvo is a vaccine for the prevention of lower respiratory tract disease caused by respiratory syncytial virus, RSV, in adults 60 years of age and older. Abrisvo is not for everyone and may not protect all who receive the vaccine. Don't get Abrisvo if you've had a severe allergic reaction to its ingredients. People with a weakened immune system may have a decreased it's time for a national look inside the nfl with a guy who still has kc barbecue running through his veins i babied a pork butt he left in 07 but due to a technicality found in his contract he's back as our nfl insider i am broken he brought you the cover three his one big thing a whiz wagon, a weather robot, and he loves ribs. You suck the meat right off the bone. Live from New York City, it's the captain of the mothership. His mother named him Damon, but we call him D.A. D.A. of Mad Dog Sports Radio, former 610 Sports Radio host. We call him 610 alum, joins us here on 610 Sports Radio. Before we get to D.A., though, quickly, there is yes. a text, because we were talking about Wink Martindale, and we're going to ask um, um, D.A. about that. But somebody says, I'm going to take and say that all vests are sleeveless, yeah. which is true, <laughs> which is very true. Yes. I said he's wearing a vest, and you're like, and it's sleeveless. And yeah. we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's sleeveless. Yeah, I meant, because like, ripped off, like, hoodie, vests, you know. Vests yeah. are inherently sleeveless, right. I believe. But, uh, D.A., thanks <laughs> once again for joining us. We were we're, uh, we're having a laugh at at Wink Martindale's resignation. Uh, he just gets in a fight with the boss, tells him off, and then darts for Florida. I mean, that's fantastic. It really is. Wink's one of a kind on the sidelines, how big and brusque he is, how he's got those vests, both sleeveless and sleeveless vests. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's just... He's a big old, big, aggressive dude, and I could just see the egos of him and Dayball clashing. Yep, it's like, yeah, we, we want to make changes to your staff. No, you, no, you can't do that. Well, we're going to do it. No, you shouldn't do that. Well, we're going to do it. That I quit. I could almost imagine them brawling in the uh, the parking lot over at MetLife. No, I, I can absolutely see him. If, like, if you were going to pick two coaches to fight each other in a parking lot, Dayball and Wink Martindale, without hesitation, would be at the top <laughs> of that list, right? <laughs> Oh, totally. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because I actually thought the Giants acquitted themselves pretty well down the stretch. I mean, this is a team that obviously lost Daniel Jones early in the season. They had to go through the Tommy Cutlet stuff and then finally got Tyrod Taylor back after his injury. They, they play the Eagles really close on Christmas. They end up beating the Eagles to end off the season. They're going to get a high draft pick anyway. And, um, and I thought the team always played hard for Dayball. And so it's, it's kind of weird for them to have dysfunction at the end of the year because dysfunction of the Giants, you know, the Maras are absolutely averse to any types of dysfunction, but it seems to follow the Giants for the last decade or so. It really does. And so speaking of controversy, speaking of nonsensical moves, the Titans fire Mike Vrabel yesterday. Has he been hired yet by the Patriots? Yeah, this, this is so bizarre to me because I know he's had back-to-back losing seasons, but over the course of six years in Nashville, he had four winning campaigns, three of them in the playoffs, won a number one seed, and won a trip to the AFC Championship game. Are you telling me that somebody should have done more with the Titans, a team with Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback, a, a team that's turned the page anyway because they traded A.J. Brown and now they're letting Derrick Henry go and it's just it's such a weird decision. And then also when you saw that Amy Strunk said that part of the reason they didn't trade him was it was, quote, too complicated. 
too complicated, not a good enough reason not to get trade assets back. So they cut bait with a coach that I think has a lot of market value. They don't get anything for him. The Titans are now under some major scrutiny to get this thing with a with a big time uh, signing, a big time hire that makes it look good. And then yeah, it opens up the door for the Patriots to have kind of the next guy slide right in there. So I didn't like this decision at all by the Titans. No, I didn't either. I think it's a terrible decision, especially DA. Where, how I feel about coaches in this league, I think the, the 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 pool is very very shallow. I don't think there's many good NFL head coaches out there. Vrabel was one of those really good NFL head, I'd head coaches. Him and I you're gonna, you're going to take a step back as Tennessee. Who are you going to hire that's better than Mike Vrabel? I don't know, and you know, part of this is kind of understanding who you are and. If you have one of those, let's just say, 10 coaches of the NFL that help you, don't hurt you. Like you said, there's not a lot of them. If they do go through one or two campaigns that are losing or what have disappointing, it's not enough reason to rip it up and start over again. And I think we've seen the Steelers are the perfect example of this. It's not like every year Tomlin is going to the Super Bowl, but because he's more often a positive than a negative, you kind of see through some of the lean times. And so that you see on the other side, at least it's not the debacle that so many other saying today, imagine Mike Rabel in Atlanta. Now you're going to potentially put him in a division that's imminently winnable with all those offensive parts, You give him a decent offensive coordinator. That's a massive upgrade over Arthur Smith and the best coach in the division right there for the Titans to say goodbye to a guy like that is just, Again, unless they have something huge lined up, I, I think this is a massive mistake. I've always been in the camp of you don't want to be the guy that follows the guy, but is Belichick still the guy? <laughs> and would it be okay if they just moved to Vrabel at this point? I mean, you're not following the legend anymore. You're following a team that needs a rebuild. You're right. He comes into a four-win team. But I do think the lore of, of Belichick is is pretty weighty. And – um I don't know if Rabel wants that because, remember, he's not a Belichick disciple. He played for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. He's never coached under Belichick for the Patriots. And you have to be able to navigate not only you know the lore of what you're coming into, but also the Kraft situation, which is going to change. Jonathan Kraft is going to take over the day-to-day operations from Robert at some point in the next, let's say, three to four years. And everybody seems to love working for Robert. But I you know, used to work in Boston. and. Um, I had heard many times over that people always were worried about what the transition was going to look like. That working for Jonathan was going to be way different. So Rabel would know those ins and outs. He would know that dynamic. And I'm not sure, you know, what that looks like on the inside. We had Charlie Weiss on the show this morning. And I said, what do you think is happening right now? He goes, this is not amicable. If there's a parting of the ways, this is not amicable. And that bill is negotiating right now whatever is going to be. And I think the point there is that whatever has happened between, between Bill and Robert Kraft has probably deteriorated quite a bit. And now it's become contentious. And so while Vrabel could slide in there, it, it might be also walking into kind of a smoldering fire right now. So for Vrabel, like I said, like look at the Falcons job. That's way less pressure. 
And um, that's one of a couple that probably are a lot less pressure than whatever the Patriots is going to look like. So, D.A., you're saying that you believe Belichick is then going to be out in New England. I was listening to WEEI, our sister station, a lot this week. And they they mentioned kind of the same thing about that relationship between Kraft and Belichick isn't great like everybody seemingly thinks it is. Do you think it is definitely done? I mean, as the, as the days go on, I'm going, boy, are they going to make a move with Belichick? I think that this has become really uh, sticky because Robert Kraft wants to move on. I think he has felt like it has stagnated and now started to descend. I think after that Germany game, the reports were absolutely accurate that he was embarrassed. But I think because Tom left and won a Super Bowl, he is very sensitive to being the owner that let Tom Brady walk in free agency and fired Bill Belichick. And that's why I thought Weiss's comment today kind of connected the dots in that Bill knows, as manipulative as he is, he knows that Robert Kraft has to be the guy that, quote, fires him because his contract, he still has another year. So Bill is pushing the cards on the table. That's why after the, the season on Monday, Bill, for the first time ever, talked about his contract. Bill actually said that, hey, if he wasn't the final say in personnel anymore, that, that might be okay. I think Bill knows he can force Kraft to be the bad guy here, and he's going to play that card because the relationship has deteriorated. And I think that's what's holding this thing up. Kraft wants it to be mutual. Everybody's happy. We're going to move on. And Bill's not playing that game, and it's stuck everything right now, and it's so perfectly Patriots. DA Mad Dog Sports Radio, of course, 610 Sports alum joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. All right, we got games a Saturday and Sunday and Monday. Here we go. Finally, with the uh, with the postseason amidst the uh, the the coach, the coaching uh, carousel. What intrigues you on Wild Card Weekend? Well, the weather does for the first part. You guys know in Kansas City, frigid cold temperatures, perhaps some snow. What that means for the Dolphins offense is fascinating. Tyree Kill's return. But also in Buffalo, cold temperatures. What does that mean if it's windy or snowy for Josh Allen's arm in that offense? It also is interesting because you have a collapsing Philadelphia Eagles team going on the road to Tampa. And how humiliating would it be if they lose to the freaking Buccaneers as, uh, as defending NFC champs? But the thing that I circle most, Matthew Stafford returning to Detroit. That's the game. The Lions have had this magical, awesome season, first division championship in 30 years, first home playoff game since the early 90s. And how do you celebrate? You have beloved Matthew Stafford coming in. Now you have to beat him. And Stafford's playing his best football in years right now. Could you imagine how cruel the twist is if the Lions have all of this success and it ends at the hands of their former quarterback? Oh, it's glorious. It's just too much to bear. So, it's like, I use the term cruel because I think it's the perfect way to describe this year's playoff. If, if the Niners can't get to the Super Bowl, you know, after this year, if the Cowboys fall short yet again, if the Ravens can't win a Super Bowl, if the, the, the Lions can't win a playoff game, if the Bills can't win a couple of games, like all of these ways that the teams would end their seasons are cruel because the hopes are so high. And the, the Lions losing their first game at home to Stafford 
has to be the cruelest fate of them all. So what do you think is well, there's the... no pressure on the Chiefs. No, everybody no, else, no, everybody else has got it, right? What do you yeah. think is the biggest thing that the Chiefs have to overcome? Other than dropping the football, obviously, from a Miami perspective, what does Kansas City do to win this football game? I think the Chiefs have to have some rhythm on offense. I mean, like you said, forget even just dropping the football, catching the football. They've been so disjointed that that disjointedness is going to allow teams to feel and literally still be in it when maybe they shouldn't. And for the, the Dolphins, they want to create big plays, obviously. They want Tyree Kill and Dylan Waddle to create big plays. But if this is a 13-6 game, even if they haven't created a big play, it allows the Dolphins time to figure it out. I think the Chiefs are putting together some, some drives in the first half, whether you get three or seven out of it, creating rhythm, just understanding that, like, it's not three and out. It's not giving the football right back to the Dolphins. It's not allowing the Dolphins to kind of hang around within three, six, seven points is really important here because the Dolphins can, they can wilt and they don't have Bradley Chubb and they don't have Jalen Phillips. And this is a team that you should be able to get a two score lead on and then kind of sit on because the weather's not going to be good. But um, I feel like if they let the Dolphins stay within a score, that one big play continues to loom large over the, the whole game. Um, and I think you take that away if you can just kind of string together some, some drives with some rhythm. Enjoy uh, Coach Week. Enjoy Wild Card Week, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, thanks, guys. That's... I'm hanging out with my vest right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sleeveless vest. Always yes, sleeveless, sleeveless vest. vest. Always, uh, those are the best kind of vests. Uh, DA, <laughs> Mad Dog Sports Radio, of course, 610 Sports alum joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. A little meaningless McDaniel to get to and Jones's final game. Not Jerry, not anyway. Chris. Chris. Could be his final. He's thinking about it anyway. Next. Festo in the morning. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Former Chiefs linebacker Derek Johnson joins the show every Monday at 7.30. 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Yo, what did he say? I mean, I used to be able to really push it from game day to almost Wednesday without showering. Is this guy high? Now that would be obvious. Um, I can't hide. It's Meaningless McDaniel on Fesco in the Morning. You, you have to be bold to, um, you know, to set goals that are, uh, you know, that you go into kn- knowing that, um, you know, they, it, it's not what has been done. You have to be willing to um, be vulnerable enough to fully commit yourself to something that you aspire to, to, aspire to achieve and, um that's that's a goal. That's not the um, only goal. And the the bottom line is you, how how do you? It's it's so much like life. Um, oh my gosh! How do you man. take whatever um, can't hand that you guy. have? Can't and uh, um, it, you know. However, it's dealt. Um, you, you try to make the most of it. So 
you know, we have a we the team will be fired up to um, go uh, embrace the challenge. And there's many layers to what what that why it's a challenge <laughs> um, for us in house. We're is this uh, Sirianni's you know, opening press conference? And we want to go um, and maps know, get a get in a losing taste out of your mouth, and, and that's many. the only objective. So we don't have any time to waste, and we have to put our best foot forward. Oh my god! Oh my! That was a beauty. That was a beauty right there, man. That was that's an all timer. I I don't even know where I, to go I, with I, that. Does that fire you up for the playoffs? Are you ready? He's woven in almost every cliche, but half of each cliche kind of blended them all together. Like that was a masterclass in saying literally nothing for forty five seconds. Well done by Mike McDaniel. He would go down a road and then just stop and then go into another road and then take a left turn because this was this answer was four and a half minutes. Oh my and I, gosh! And I pared it down to about a minute 10 seconds oh my four and a half minutes of nonsense and i still i looked at my wife and said what did he just say she was like i have no flipping clue yeah. what he's talking about no idea None. now i listened to that just now with you guys as we all did i have no idea what the hell can't that guy's talking this about guy no can't, can't lose that guy can't not gonna happen can't lose to mike mcdaniel no Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps, and uh, I believe that our ed education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and. I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future for our children. Thank you very much, South Carolina. And they clapped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we still had that cut. I had to find that really quick because that's what McDaniel sounded like to me. Uh, <laughs> and the maps... And then, like, we have one foot in and one foot out, and like, is Missouri and Kansas? Oh my gosh, we can't lose. We can't we lose to that can't. guy. You just can't. Like, if you're comparing head coaches, that guy or Andy Reid, who are you riding with? Right? Like, it's pretty simple to me. We got such an advantage in this game from the quarterback coach combination. You've got to go out there and just take care of business. And as kind of DA was talking about, man, don't let them get to that point where they're within one score and they feel like they have an opportunity. Cause you know, Tyreek will be fired up about something like that. And that's the last thing you want. So what you got to do is go out there and just drill these dudes, man, right from the start. Dana always throat says punch, punch him in the mouth. Yeah. Punch him in the throat, man. Just like, just leave them for dead right away. Make them feel that cold, make them feel that pain, make them feel like they would be anywhere else other than right here, right now as the Chiefs are taking it to them. They've got to they've got to assert their will on the Miami Dolphins this weekend and just go out there and be physically tougher than them and rip their heads off. NFL playoff coverage on 610 Sports Radio brought to you by Twin Peaks Eats, Drinks, and Scenic Views. Chiefs-Dolphins, of course, Saturday night on 106.5 The Wolf, 7 o'clock the kickoff. That means pregame coverage at 4 on The Wolf, and I believe we join in progress following uh, K-State basketball here on 610 Sports Radio and the yeah. game, of course, on 106.5 The Wolf. Mitch, Dane, and myself and company uh, on Saturday night. Could be, could be Chris Jones's final game at Arrowhead Stadium. Could be. 
I think he's thinking about it. You usually reflect after, right? It's like after it's all done, you kind of reflect on what's the next chapter for you, um, for the team. You know, I try not to think about it. Could be my last uh, last game in Arrowhead. Who knows? You know, but most importantly, we got a game to play. I'm trying to make a deep run in this playoffs, and if it is my last time, then we got to make it worthwhile. So he's thinking about it. Yeah, he's trying not to think about it. It's right. kind of, I think, reality's kind of set in on him that this is uh, certainly going to be his last season, if not his last game at Arrowhead. Well, and he has to think that way because I think, for all intents and purposes, this is Chris Jones's last game in Arrowhead as a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I think he had the opportunity to get a deal done this past off season and chose not to. He listened to two Stooges in suits instead of doing what was right and ultimately costing the Chiefs at an opportunity to get DeAndre Hopkins. And I think there are some wounded fences here, and Josh. maybe an extension for uh, LeJarrius Sneed. And maybe an extension for LeJarrius Sneed as well. Before Early now. before what he did this season. Now <laughs> forget about it. LeJarrius Sneed will talk to you, at, you know, March 17th, right? So I do believe, in my opinion, it is Chris Jones's last game as a member of the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. And for me, I, I, I don't. Okay, you don't. Yeah, because we're going to get back here. Oh, for the championship game. That's right. Okay. I, I see what you're saying from that standpoint. I'm holding right? yeah. out hope there's no, going to be fine. more than this Saturday that's fine. at Arrowhead I, I was, Stadium. I was, I was right? talking to somebody last night, and I won't mention their name, Dane and Hughes, and I said, man, you may have to go to Buffalo next week. He goes, you think they're going to win? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Got to stay optimistic about like, these All things. right, I got Tomlin yeah. on this one. Yeah. Our, our Haynes, I'm taking Pittsburgh. Yeah, Art Haynes on the, on, the, on the pregame show said something like that. I said, I don't like your attitude on this. Right. <laughs> said, this is There's going to be more than one playoff game at Arrowhead Stadium. Let's go. So I, I got a message last night from our friend Jake Cates, who coaches basketball out at William Christman, and he's got this poker tournament coming up for his son's baseball tournament on January 27th. It's a Saturday, right? right. It's a $50 buy-in, and, and you have a chance to win some money and help the help the baseball program out, right? And, and he, he wants to know what game time is. No, right? no, no, oh, no, okay. not at all. No, not. I wouldn't be bringing it up if it was that, right? And so he sends me this message last night, and he goes, it's for Titans Elite Poker Tournament, January 27th, Lee Summit, Side Pockets, registration at five, cards throw at six, to $50 buy-in, right? And I go, do you, I said, first of all, what's Titans Elite? And he's explained it's a baseball team that his son plays for, and Trevor Vance is the head coach of that, right? I said, cool, give me a link. I'll tweet it out for you. He goes, we can only take about 70 players, um, and if we get the next week and we need some players, I'll send you something. I think Danon's going to play. And my response back was, Danon better not be playing unless the Chiefs are hosting <laughs> the title game. If not, he's going to be in Baltimore. And he goes, oh, that's right. We didn't even think about that. So, hey, Danon, there's a good chance you may be traveling, but I like the way you're thinking you're making yeah, plans for that here. weekend because the Chiefs are going to yeah. be at home on he'll Sunday. Be here on Saturday and, yeah. and we at Arrowhead on Sunday. That's right. So so Danon yeah. may be playing in yeah. that poker tournament. But, no, but, but, I think, but, but I think I, from a Chris Jones standpoint. What it, what it holds for me is, yes, I believe I believe this is it for Chris Jones as a member of, of the Chiefs. Right. And I think it's it. I think reality has set in with him as well in that regard. Yeah, I think it has. And it should have. I mean, Chris Jones had the opportunity to be a lifelong chief and chose to take a different You're route. You're going to go and, shop your best offer and get it somewhere else. And, and he should. But he again, yeah. he, he can't be bitter towards this organization. They had a nice offer on the table. He chose to go a different route. That's fine. But it's a shame that his career, which has been a glorious career, borderline Hall of Fame, probably a Hall of Fame type of career, is going to end with some fans having a bitter taste in their mouth with Chris Jones and maybe even the organization having a little bit of a bitter taste in their mouth about Chris Jones because he was on pace to be a career chief, one that everybody could celebrate would always be around. And now I think he's going to kind of walk out the door and be almost like a Neil Smith light, right? Like people are going to be mad because Chris Jones didn't sign that contract 
and then he left at the end of, of, of this season, went somewhere else. A little Neil Smith light is kind of the comparison that I have, but you can win fans back. Neil's won the city back by coming back and taking over the third and long foundation and being a big-time supporter of the Kansas City community and really a great Kansas City, and Neil Smith had changed that. But I think that's kind of where the mindset is right now for some, some yeah. fans. No, not I, all, I agree. I'm not, some, yeah. I'm not in that camp. I appreciate him for what he's done. I think he's going to go down as, I mean, He's he's the the face of that defense for for championship runs. He's like, part of the core three: Kelsey, Mahomes, and Jones. Yeah, you yeah. know, and so I I will I will remember that. But I get it. The trickle down effect from it uh, does rub, rub some people the wrong way. Yeah. If not for just this season, heck, some people even point to Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Right. That one of the reasons you didn't sign Tyreek Hill was you considered Chris Jones higher up in the pecking order. Eventually, when he was going to get his deal, and you right. allocate money for that instead of. Uh, a high-priced wide receiver, and then that doesn't come to fruition. And so people, yeah, people do have a little bit different view. And then he held out this year. Right, the first missed game. the game this missed year. That didn't work out big. well. It's a loss that, I don't know, could have been the difference between a three-seed and a one-seed. Right. You know? Right. Um, so, no, I, I believe the, Im- the, the, the image of him has changed a, a tad bit. For me, it's still going to be one of the – you know, game wrecking players in a, in a chiefs uniform. But I, I've just come to the point where I acknowledge that it, he's not going to finish his career. Here. Yeah. And, and however you want to view it and however you want to like, look out, at Chris rip, Jones, go out and rip it for three games, y- yeah, four games, four games man. And go yeah. out there and, and, and make it go out there and play so well that you're looking at yourself, Josh, and you're saying, I don't want to leave, man. I don't care what these two agents tell me. I've got the opportunity to stay here. Look, we just won another Super Bowl. I don't want to go anywhere else. But that loss that the Kansas City Chiefs had on the opening night is the difference between 11 and 6 and 12 and 5. And if you're 12 and 5, you're the two seed and you're hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. this weekend and potentially hosting another playoff game after you that. You have a better route. You have a much better route. Yeah. And so I, I get it. Look, and and I will always appreciate Chris Jones. He's been one of the, my favorite players to watch here in Kansas City. I know I hold him to a higher standard, but when you hold out and you miss games and you demand more money, you are held to a higher standard. I understand. Yeah. I understand where you're you, And I don't think you're alone in that camp. No, no, I'm not. But I mean, I'm not going to be bitter when he leaves and takes a bigger contract elsewhere. I'll be sad that it's over. And I think that's ultimately what it is. Like, you know, as we get older, we realize how fast life moves. And, you know, 20 years later, you're going, where the hell did the 2000s go? Like, we're already in 2024, right? Where did those last 24 years go? And so I think it's kind of like your kid graduating or whatever. You see it and you look at it as like mortality for yourself. Like, man, this is moving too fast. I, I, I was there the day Chris Jones was drafted, Josh. I was one of the first people to talk to Chris Jones as a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. It was up in Chicago when at the draft. he was disappointed to be there on day two. And he was pissed. He wasn't going to yeah. show up to day yeah. two. And they said, please show up and he did and the Chiefs took him right away at the top of the second round and he was great at that press conference and since then he's been a big time fan favorite and that was 2016 because it was the year after the Royals won the championship right 2016 Chicago right and it was Chicago it was the first time they moved the draft somewhere other than New York and I'll never forget being there and saying we were broadcasting live from the twin cities of Chicago and Gary and people getting mad in Chicago, not the twin cities. Um, and so I, I, <laughs> that's right. I, 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 You're using all the fake yeah. monikers for a city, Big Apple or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I'll never forget when they drafted Chris Jones. So I can literally say I've been there since day one on Chris Jones. He's been a phenomenal player. He's exceeded everything that we've ever imagined for this guy. 
but I understand where, where fans are. And I'm a little in that camp as well. You had an opportunity just to cement your legacy and you held out for a couple of bucks that you had to work your ass off for at the end in a meaningless game to get, you know, were you there when his thing fell out? No, that was at the combine. I'm oh, sure Binkley was okay. there for that. Okay. Just checking. Uh, we love a good rant on this show and NBA guy delivers next. Fesco in the morning. I would give anything to do a tush push with Blaine Gabbert. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Pick the music on a Wayback Wednesday at 913-586-7610. You include your name and you get the credit. Buddy Ty and Liberty wanted a little Cypress Hill this morning. Insane in the brain. I like this song. Reminds me of the 90s? Or was it this at the tail end of the 80s? No, this is 90s, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Beginning. Yeah, be- early 90s. Yeah, early yeah. 90s. Yeah. Join us on Friday at Cinderblock Brewery. It's the third annual Playoff Pilsner. We'll tap that keg at 6 o'clock on Friday. Everyone's invited. The entire 610 Sports Radio crew will be on hand. Dusty broadcasting live beginning at 6. F325 Barbecue will be there in case you're hungry. Uh, special tailgate menu, wings, barbecue sandwiches, loaded Mac, and more. Uh, it's at Cinderblock Brewery in the Northland. Come join us. The third annual playoff pills are always a good time. I believe last year we set the record for beer sold on a day. So mm-hmm. we'll have to break that. In wonderful, day. wonderful. So wonderful. the entire crew will be there Friday night at six. Come on out and hang out with us. You know who won't be there? Matt Eberflus. He's staying in Chicago. Oh, yes. Yeah. So he's got to fire like basically everybody. Right. The whole offensive staff, I think, was fired. And that's, and his defensive coordinator, you remember, was escorted out of Hallis Hall. We still don't know the rest of that story. Yeah, that's right. That one's still bizarre and out there. Yeah. So we don't think the rest of your staff did well. Right. We're going to keep you on. You got to hire all new people. Mm-hmm. Let's see how it works. Let's see how it works for one more year. Come on. That, that's why the Bears are the Bears. He's They're an incompetent in, franchise. He's getting fired in like week six. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see who he hires as his coordinators. Mike Vrabel, defensive coordinator. Yeah. We're also going to saddle you with either a rookie quarterback or one that I think sucks. Yeah, exactly. Best of luck to you, sir. And we're going to keep this guy and you have to do what nobody's done before with him now Mm -hmm. with a whole new staff. That's right. And that's going to succeed. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, can I just take my buyout now? Well, That's the thing. He's probably got one year left and they don't want to pay the buyout. They're so cheap. Can I just take the buyout now? Because it's not going to end well I'll there just, for that guy. I'll just go now. I don't have to work this offseason. Just, just I mean, you just laid it out in genius terms right there. That's exactly what's going to happen. If he makes it to the end of the year, I'll be stunned. Yeah, I will too. These are people, I mean, when you hire a, a coaching staff, these are people you know or have worked with or been recommended by. Right. Whatever. There's a lot of thought that goes into it. You don't willy-nilly hire somebody. And so now you got to go, oh, scrap that. I got I to do this all over again. Mm-hmm. To appease the bosses who are going to fire me anyway. Yeah, I'm next. Right. I would have just said, give me my buyout. I'm out the door, please. At at that point in time, you're replacing both coordinators and you're probably drafting Caleb Williams. Number one overall. Are you giving me an extension now? Yeah. Today? Like, am I getting an extension? Because if not, I'll take my buyout and I'll go home as well. I mean, that office Smith guy is making $17,000 a day for the next three years. Now, that's the life. That's a scam. 
I don't mind it for the pros because that's their money. But when it's a university paying out that crap and you're using donor money to buy out contracts, that's ridiculous. Uh, we had a rant in the NBA last night. Yes, we did. I mean, I ask me five minutes from now who the head coach of the Toronto Raptors Nick is. Nick Nurse. No idea. Never heard of him. Darko. Milosek. Rod. Djokovic. Okay. Never heard of him. We're going to go with that? Sure. Rajakovic. Sounds good. I like Rajakovic. Yeah. Rajakovic. Okay. Rajakovic. Okay. Yeah, because the other one, you can get in trouble, maybe. You pronounce yeah. you mispronounce it just by a tad. Just a just little. A little <laughs> Way it rolls off the Yeah, tongue. it would lose some steam. So Darko, the head coach of the Toronto Raptors, blasting referees after a game last night against the uh, the the Lakers. Uh, he's got obviously a terrific accent and he goes on terrific rant. And if you see the video, he's, got, eyes. he's got crazy eyes. It's the entire package. Thank you, Doug. That's, that's, that's outrageous. What happened tonight? This is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this 23 free throws for them. And we get two free throws in, in a fourth quarter, like how to play the game. I, all, I understand uh, respect for all stars and all of that, but we have star players on our team as well. How's possible is Scotty Barnes, who is all-star caliber player in this league, he goes every single time to the rim with force and trying to get, get uh, to, to the rim without flopping and, and not trying to get foul calls. He gets two uh, free throws for the whole game. How is that possible? How are you going to explain that, that to me? They had to win tonight? If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what, what's happening over yeah. here if, during whole season, I've been holding you back. It's a complete crap. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. I will not stand for it yeah. any longer. Scotty Barnes is not the face of the NBA. Well, no, I, I mean, he's, when you're on a roll, he was on a roll. You let him, let go, him go, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a guy out in LA that's going, wait, wait a second. Who are you talking about? They're the face of the NBA, right? I mean, it's a pretty good one out you there got in LA. Lakered, man. Why don't you say that? <laughs> yeah. You say, you know what happened to that sidelines? That's right. Dollar signs. Dollar signs. That's right. That's what happened with the Lakers and the Raptors last night. Dollar signs. Right. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes you're the beneficiary. Sometimes you're not. And sometimes it rains. Shame for the referees. Shame <laughs> for the league. to allow us. Shame. I told B-Dub, I said, I like save that, that for when the NFL refs screw up yep. this weekend. Yeah. We can come back on Monday we'll and play that it. in the yeah. NFL playoffs for sure. Because right. it's, it's shame on the refs. Thank you, Doug. That's, that's, that's outrageous. What happened tonight? This is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees. Shame for the league to allow this. Yeah, that's so right. We'll be able yes. to use that again. When Carl sure. Sheffers screws up a, a call yeah. this weekend, yeah. Yeah. where is Sheffers in Buffalo this weekend? I think Sheffers oh, is I in Buffalo looked. this weekend. Yeah. yeah, we got some guy I've never heard of that Harold Koontz did the deep dive of right on Fox Four. This guy that's refing the game this weekend. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? Yeah. He's a business professor in his real job. At Texas Tech, we win. Oh, wow. Well, they're going to be screaming. <laughs> oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, he's like a distinguished professor of business at Texas Tech. We're in good hands with this ref. Jeez. Let me guess. 
uh, Patrick has funded the endowment that pays this department or something. Too. Probably. <laughs> Texas Tech squeezed him for money, and he's actually paying this referee. Yeah. In a weird way. Oh, don't let that get out to the Dolphins. Yeah. You don't want to hear that. So at all. Harold tweeted that out yesterday. Let me find the exact tweet because he had the, you know, he had it as well. Binkley would know too. Binkley is very obsessed with these guys' full time jobs. Oh, I know. There are NFL referees. So I'm guessing he probably tells too that's the professor of whatever yeah. at, uh, at uh, Texas Tech. But how cool is that? We finally got a referee that should be on our I side like nationwide, right? You can't go against the family, right? You can't. You absolutely can't do that. So I'm excited. I'll find that tweet from Harold at some point. But, yeah, he was like a professor at Texas Tech. I'm like, oh, sweet. So does Mahomes go out there and, you know, do the <laughs> do the Red Raider guns up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be watching for that now. He goes out. They do their little guns up to each other, a little handshake, the whole thing. Yeah. Like, We're in, man. We're, We're in. in. Let's go. Okay, good. I like that. I'm feeling better, better about this game with each passing uh, hour. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm. Shame for the referees. Shame for the league to allow this. It's crap. <laughs> it is crap. Say that part to the end part. It is crap. It is crap. <laughs> I like that guy, Darko. Yeah. I need more Darko. The fact, though, him. that we're breaking down the referees now is I told you at the beginning of the week when Peter Schrager put out that tweet of uh, the referee announcements will be later on today. I'm like, okay, it, we're, we're at a point in time where I really don't want to be Josh, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and that's even knowing who these guys are, let alone what they do for a living and what their background is. But that's where we are. The NFL has kind of put us in that position where everybody believes that it's not on the up and up. And so everybody does their background check now on the referees as much as they do the opponent. It's a complete crap. <laughs> I like that guy. More Darko, please. Yeah. I'm going to try to remember his name. Because, again, I didn't. Who's the coach of the Raptors? Yeah, I might yeah, have got Nick Nurse. Maybe. 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 But probably not. Yeah, look, Brad Rogers is the guy. Okay. So Harold tweets, looking up Brad Rogers. Didn't realize he's a lecturer at the business college at Texas Tech. There you go. And then somebody responds to him and goes, do you know what his record is when the Chiefs play home in the road and what the split? Who cares? Man. I don't need that anymore. Yeah. Chiefs are 3-0, and though, with this guy as the ref. I'll start saying it. Patrick took a classroom. Yeah. He had right, him as a yeah. lecturer once. Why not? <laughs> really tick off the Dolphins. It's a complete crap. Yeah. I like that guy. I do. I do. Uh, Tyreek Hill coming back to uh, Arrowhead Stadium. Didn't get the, the matchup early in the regular season because they didn't want him here and played the game in Germany instead. There's also no fans that are coming. And then, you know? uh, and then this go round, it's forced upon us by the league, which is crap. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, somewhere Clark's like, can we not play the Dolphins? I don't want him back. Yes, yes, yes. It's a complete crap. Yes, it is. I agree with you. Uh, Patrick Mahomes dropping by the drive yesterday here on 610 Sports Radio for his weekly visit with Carrington. Uh, a little Q&A on facing Tyreek. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, Tyreek's a great player, man. Um, and he'll be hyped up to come back to Arrowhead and try to score and everything like that. And so it'll be a great challenge for us, man. Uh, the defense, I know, is excited for the opportunity. Um, it's the playoffs. I mean, everybody's been playing their best ball. And uh, we're going to see what the, be the best team wins. I'm looking at this game. I'm curious how you think Arrowhead is going to respond because obviously this fan base and this team has had great memories with Tyreek, but he's also now the enemy and on the other team, and he's trying to eliminate you guys from the postseason. How do you think Arrowhead's going to respond to Tyreek on Saturday? Uh, I'm sure it'll be a mixture of, of cheers and cheers and boos. I mean, it's uh, um, Tyreek did a lot for this organization, man. I mean, he, he really did. And I know he's in Miami now, so he might get a couple boos because we're playing him in the playoffs and everything like that. 
Um, but one day he's going to be in that Ring of Honor. Um, and so uh, he's mm. gonna, he'll be coming back to Arrowhead at some point. He'll get that uh, ovation that he deserves. But uh, this week he'll be, a little, I think, just a tad more hostile just being a playoff game, and he's on the opposite team. In the words of Herm Edwards, I don't know. Uh, Ring of Honor, Tyree Kill, greatest wide receiver in franchise history, but the way he's been since he left does I not scream Ring like of Honor for me. stomped on that. Yeah, I think that's done. That's that's a long way down the down the path. Yeah, he was the greatest mending. wide receiver, man. Some but fence mending. Can, I think can you mend fences? Can you? I mean, you know, I, we, we were talking earlier about Carl Peterson and how I think he belongs in the ring of honor here in Kansas City. And he should be the next person that goes in. Carl Peterson is one of the most influential people and most important people in franchise history. And I will say he's probably the most important hire this franchise has ever made. He deserves to be in that ring of honor and should be in that ring of honor. Carl Peterson has done more for the Kansas city chiefs than most anybody has. I mean, he's been that important and that vital to this, to this organization. And I still maintain that this organization probably isn't here. If Carl Peterson doesn't come in because he took over a franchise that for 20 years, couldn't draw more than a baseball game on a Tuesday night. And so Carl turned this entire thing around. He belongs in the ring of honor, but Tyree kill right now does not belong in the ring of honor for the chiefs because of the way that he's just really dumped on the Chiefs as an organization on his way out the door. He's been nothing short of being a sarcastic jerk it's a about his crap. time here in Kansas City. Somebody in Tyree Kill's position who signed that huge contract, who would not be in the NFL if the Chiefs didn't take a chance on him, should leave here grateful, and he left here ungrateful. And for that, he can kiss my ass when it comes to the ring of honor. Yeah, I, I know exactly what the reception's going to be. It's going to be booze. And it should be booze. Yeah, I mean, it should be. Gonna be. And then, come on, it's it's... We're at almost 10 o'clock on a Wednesday. Where's that damn podcast? Right. Basically, it just needed to be Come said. on. Basically, it just needed to be I said. I need some stuff to be said desperately this week. I want he's some He's not going to say anything I this want week. some extra fuel for this Chiefs defense. He's not going to say he's anything. he's the person that can provide it. There's not a podcast this week? He's not going to say anything stuff this week. Stuff doesn't said. No. I mean, it's Wednesday already, which means it's really Thursday because in an NFL week, Thursday is a Friday, is a Friday week? is a Tuesday. Short weeks preventing a podcast? Probably so. Basically, it just needed to be said. Come on, I need something. Is there going to be a press conference with him oh, this I gotta week? i got to imagine he's meeting the media at some point this week. Talk it's about his house? It's complete crap. I would agree. It's complete crap if he doesn't. Yeah. I need you to really set this thing off. Me or Tyreek? Tyreek. I could. We got Thursday and Friday ahead. Let's go. Emergency podcast. Get out there with that. Got to do it. That that yes man of yours you do the podcast with. Right. And start spouting off, please. Basically, it just needed to be said. That's why I goes, yeah, yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell, but that guy's going to probably get a nice check. <laughs> Come on. Give me we a podcast. It. We need it. An emergency pod. Oh man. Yeah. I, I No. No, I don't know. You no. go for it. I don't I you know, I'm not opposed to it. No, I I don't know. <laughs> but Dom just went, yeah. That's on the J Southland Toaster sex line. You might be right. I don't know. I don't know. Quite possibly. I don't know. Yep. I don't know. From the nine one three, you've never liked Reek. You're speaking with feelings of hundred percent getting in the ring of no, honor. He's not. No, he's not. No, the ring of honor is not based just on stats. Right. There's some politicking and there's some Yep. 
organizational things. And somebody and ripping I, Carl. You have no concept of Chiefs history if you don't know what Carl did here. Him getting square with the organization will have to happen before he's in the Ring of Honor. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Johnson just got in the Ring of Honor in Dallas. Crapping his way all over it right. on, his, on his way out. Yeah. And saying some stuff. When they did so much for you. Right. So much for you. And you are an ungrateful person because of it. Yeah. Basically, you should, it just needed to be you, said. You should have been just thanking so the no, Chiefs as think, much as you could I have. I think it's going to be a long wait. Yeah. I think he'll eventually get in. I think it's going to be a long wait. It's going to be longer than it should based on his based on being the best wide receiver in franchise No history. doubt. Greatest wide receiver we've ever seen. But the off-the-field stuff, the way that he went out the door, sorry, man. If you missed any of the show today, you can catch up anytime, 610sports.com or the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download for free, listen on the go, catch up with the podcast, all that good stuff, free on the Odyssey app. That'll do it for us. Cody and Gold coming away next on 610 Sports Radio. Talk to you later.